0: Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, this is On the Mark. I am Mark Has Been brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. If you are in the market for a new or used vehicle and you do not make Cunis Honda Hyundai here in Quincy part of your search You're just doing yourself a disservice. Uh, The amount of new inventory they have in the lot. I was talking with Levi Billman, the general sales manager over at Cunis Hyundai, just the other day. It's incredible. It's pre-pandemic levels of new vehicles when still so many other dealerships are struggling to get the new stuff in. That's not the case at Cunis Honda Hyundai. Check them out. Tell them Mark sent you when you stop by the dealership this weekend. All right, uh, welcome on into the show live here in Arcade Show Studios in Quincy, broadcasting on this uh, beautiful Saturday, uh, February eighteenth. You can follow me, reach out to me on Twitter, on Instagram at Mark Hespen M A R K H E S P E N. You can also follow the show if you're not if you're listening on the terrestrial radio or on the app. That's amazing, uh, but you can follow the Facebook live feed and follow the show. Just search on the Mark k-h-m-o on facebook and you're you're good to go you'll find us so this is a fun show today because we are to run the gambit right we got super bowl cleanup we got uh nfl news and storyline cleanup we have uh the nba in all-star break weekend i think some of the nba uh, biggest stars are faking injuries I'll, I'll get into that uh the nba those guys are just crazy um, the, uh, we, we also have to talk, uh, uh, baseball is just around the corner, spring training, the new rules of baseball. If you didn't know, there's all these new rules, including they're even changing the size of the bases. So we'll get into that and we will, uh, I'll give you my thoughts on, on the, the gambit of everything that the, uh, that the, uh, baseball world is doing to kind of change up the sport. Uh, let's waste no more time. Let's get it started as we always do on the show with Hespin headline. Number one, let's clean up our super bowl. 57 Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. So the super bowl is gone and passed. Uh, it's a bummer. The only thing that's a bummer about doing a show on Saturday, uh, um, is is on a day like today? It's been almost a week since the game, so I, I haven't had, been able to really get my thoughts out to you, our listeners here now. And you've heard everyone else say everything you need to hear about the Super Bowl all week, right? So I don't need to go over the fact um, that uh, you know I don't need to beat with a dead horse some of the things you heard. You want my thoughts on some of the big things? I I thought the call, the hold call, I don't, I didn't love it in the moment, but it was the right call. I think they, in the end, they got it right. There's been plenty of angles now and still photos of showing he had a handful of jersey. Earlier in the game, he got away with a no-call. I think the Chiefs made it a point to let the refs know, like, hey, you missed that one. Keep an eye out for it. And so would the Eagles maybe would have rather traded the first one for the second one? Yeah, obviously. But the Chiefs were the better team in that game, especially in the second half. Uh, They were... Absolutely outcoaching the Eagles. The Eagles vaunted defense. The the Fox broadcast. You know they always say like, "There's the the announcers curse or the broadcasting curse." They'll put a graphic up, or the announcers will say something. It's like, "Wow, they have you know he hasn't missed a field goal in ten straight tries." And then of course the next thing he does is miss a field goal. The announcers curse, the broadcaster curse. You know, but in the pregame they kept showing the Eagles. This this year's Eagles team is only two sacks away. From passing the 85 Bears for the most sacks in a single season, of course, they get shut out. No sacks in the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I just think the D, the Eagles' defense didn't show up and it really let that team down. That team was built all year on getting a lead and then running the clock, sustaining it, uh, but in the second half, because their defense couldn't get stops, it forced the Eagles' offense to change up a little bit, which led to some... Three and outs, which led to some field goals instead of touchdowns when the Chiefs were just getting touchdown, 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 field goal uh, to end that game with 24 straight points. Uh, the Chiefs were the better team. Patrick Mahomes was spectacular, uh, and we'll talk about him here in a second. I will say, before I move on to the Chiefs and kind of the legacy talk, um, the Eagles are in a unique position, right? Right. The NFC today, as it looks, we don't know where Derek Carr's going yet. We don't know where these rookie quarterbacks are drafted yet, right? We don't know where Aaron Rodgers will be yet. Uh, he's, he's coming out of his darkness retreat. The NFC, as of this morning, Saturday, February 18th, is still run right now, in my humble opinion, from the Eagles, the Niners, and then there is a, a, a small shelf of teams – like the Packers, if they bring back Rodgers and they make a couple tweaks. The Rams, if Stafford is healthy and they bring back, they run it back with Donald and they make a couple tweaks, especially that offensive line. And then, um, you know, the Lions, up-and-coming Vikings, Cowboys, but we don't trust any of them necessarily. The Rams would be the only team in that second group that I would trust to make a deep playoff run, right? Because we've seen it recently if they're healthy and ready to go. Trust Sean McVay. I trust the guys on that team if they can make a couple tweaks and adjustments to that roster, right? So the Eagles are in a really good spot. The problem is they just have what we like to call in the NFL circles a brain, trust, dump. Losing an offensive coordinator, losing a defensive coordinator is brutal. Not only do you lose those two voices, those two brains in your locker room, you also are going to lose other staff. Those guys are going to take. If you don't think Gannon, and the defensive coordinator is going to steal one of the linebackers' coach to come be his D coordinator, or the uh, you know the the back defensive backs coach to still be the defensive backs coach with him, I mean you're crazy. So they're going to lose a lot of of voices in that locker room. It appears as though for the Eagles, Lane Johnson is coming back. That's great. He's having surgery already. Already had surgery. Uh, they got to figure out Kelsey. And then they have some some big free agents say that they need to take care of and sign. And they should. And they should, they should try to work a deal early with Jalen Hurts, get him paid now. Um, I normally am not advocating for paying players early. But Jalen Hurts is the type of guy you absolutely pay early. Because Jalen Hurts is not a 10-year quarterback. You know what I mean? You, you, we get lost in this whole sauce of well who do you want for the next 10 years who 10 years in the NFL is is insane to talk about there's only like three guys that I would even be willing to have a 10-year conversation on the NFL that's Mahomes that's Burrow and that's Allen right like that's it that's it 10 years is an eternity in the NFL Jalen Hurts is a five-year quarterback absolutely absolutely do you want Jalen Hurts to be your guy, locked up, leading your team for the next five years. In five years from now, when Jalen Hurts is in his late 20s and the hits have accumulated, and when that contract ends, he could look a lot like Cam Newton did at the end. I don't know. I mean, you can't predict it, but the possibility of it being there is is strong. That's what Lamar Jackson is struggling with right now, and that's a whole other story, which I'm sure we'll talk about at length this offseason. There's the difference. Like, my guy, Justin Fields, is a five-year quarterback. Absolutely. I want him locked up for the next five years, right? Because that's when he's going to be the most productive. That's when I know he'll be at his physical peak and his abilities are uh, all-time powers, right? Kyler Murray, in, that lot, in a lot of ways that deal was overpaying, but I'd rather that five-year deal than a six-, seven-, eight-, nine-year deal with Mahomes. Allen got, and I think Burrow's going to get an eight, nine-year deal. You're going to see something similar to the Josh Allen deal for Joe Burrow. So don't worry about the 10-year. you get so lost as, oh, so you're a quarterback for the next 10 years. 10 years is an eternity. You don't talk 10 years in the NFL, right? So I, I, I think the Eagles absolutely should try to make a play to sign Jalen Hurts now. Sign him early. Sign him to a deal that you can then manipulate and, and, and work through with your cap. Try to convince Kelsey to come back for another year. And and get a couple of your free agents signed on the defensive side of the ball. Run it back. The Eagles should be in a great spot next year. No one in their division scares me. I think the Giants will be the same. They they may improve a bit, but Daniel Jones, they're talking about $35 million for him a year. It's like, oh, ew. I don't like that. Like, we don't trust the Cowboys. And the Commanders, which we'll talk about in a second, I think they're getting better. But if Sam Howell is really the guy in Washington... How scared are you as an Eagles fan? I I certainly wouldn't be. And now on the flip side, let's talk about the winners, the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions. And what's so juicy right now to dive into talking about the Chiefs is that they got number two, right? Number two is an elusive, elusive thing. It is is such a – the shelf between one and nothing – is gigantic, right? One and nothing separates the Marinos, you know what I mean, from everyone else. You're Charles Barkley, you're Dan Marino, you're the guy who didn't win it in the big game. But then, going from one to two is a ju- is just as large of a gap in your legacy than it is zero to one. It's a gigantic gap. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks that have two versus the quarterbacks that have one and zero, and you look at the coaches that have two compared to the coaches that have one and zero for Andy Reid as well. I mean, the gap is significant. It's very, very significant. So let's let's talk about this a little bit. Um, As of right now, everyone wants to talk about Patrick Mahomes. Is he a Hall of Famer if he retired today? Well, I would say yes. I think his impact on the game has been incredible. Uh, he's got the stats. He's got the the rings. Uh, he's had an incredible start to his career. The great thing about it is, though, he's not retiring. So like, we, we don't have to worry about that stupid conversation that you see ESPN wasting eight hours of programming on. We don't have to waste any time. He's not retiring. He's still playing. He's in his prime. Uh, he's the best player in football. And so... Um, for Patrick Mahomes right now where do where do I where do I try to fit him into the conversation well you know if you've been listening to the show and we're on episode 174 of on the mark so i've <laughs> i've put a ton of stuff out there for you to get to know my sports views and where i where i land on stuff like this so if you're a, if you're a listener you know what i'm about to say i hate 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 trying to put car- guys careers in context before the Book is closed, right? I'd love to talk Tom Brady now. The book is closed. I'd love to talk JJ Watt now. The book is closed. You know what I mean? It's easy to put into context against other guys whose books are also closed. You can read the books and decide which book you like better because they're done. How am I to judge a brilliant book if someone's, you know, someone, a, 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 an author comes up to me and says, hey, I got this book. It's amazing. The first third of it, you're going to love. It's the best third of, of a book I've ever started in history, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. That's Patrick Mahomes, right? And then I get done with the third, and I say, well, all right. And then the guy goes, all right, now rank it versus Moby Dick. And I'm like, well, <laughs> wait a minute. Call me Ishmael. I can't ra- I can't rank this against Moby Dick. It's not. It's not even halfway through yet. So I hate, I hate that idea, right? I, I hate that conversation. So I'll say this. Um, right now, I will just, I will context, I'll put Patrick Mahomes in this context. To me, historically, he has already moved ahead of guys like Rodgers, who only has one, like Favre, who only has one. Like Breeze, who only has one, um, and he, he's in that weird, rarefied air of like, why can I move him ahead of those guys? Even though some of those guys' books are written, and 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 Rogers is close to you know wrapping up, and it's a bad ending. It's because from an eye standpoint of just watching the game, right? When you try to put Patrick Mahomes' talent in context. He is, without a doubt, ahead of or very much in the same conversation with the wildly talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. Marino, Elway, Favre, Rodgers, right? Marino, Elway, Favre, Rodgers, of the modern. I, you know, I, If Frank Tarkenton and, and Johnny Unitas, I'm 32. It's hard for me to put into context. Maybe someone who's listening in their 70s or 80s, you have an idea of, of more of that context i'm just talking about modern kind of super bowl era 70s late 70s on right um we know he belongs in that right he's he's physically more gifted and talented than the we we the argument you make for rodgers and for elway and for marino ahead of manning brady and montana who to me are the three is like well, they're just more talented. Look at you, watch your eyes. Look at use your eyes. Like they're physically better at playing the position. So Mahomes is already in that conversation. I would argue he's better than all of those guys in that conversation. Just physically unique and gifted. He is right there with Rodgers and Favre, and and I put him slightly ahead of Elway, and he's right there with Marino. So they're in he's in that unique, freakishly gifted class, right? Well, and then you'd say, well, he's already got two. So that then puts him ahead of Rodgers, Favre, and Marino. Elway had two, but when Elway won his two, Elway was more uh, the steward. He was a part of it, but, you know, a little bit like Troy Aikman, he wasn't carrying at that point in, in Elway's career. He wasn't doing the numbr- the, numbies, the numbers that you know he was doing early in his career where he was lighting the NFL on fire. So historically, that's kind of where I would put him, uh, you know, but if, if his career ended today, I wouldn't, I really, I'd struggle to put him a lot ahead of those guys because part of what makes your career as a great all-time quarterback is some longevity, you know, it's getting to that, you know, you played for a decade plus because then you dominate for a longer period of time. and makes your dominance even more impressive. And I also would argue guys like Big Ben, because they played for so long and their stats are incredible, and he won two as well, his career is really impressive to me because the way he evolved and he changed. You know, Big Ben early was a physical brute who would make big plays with his legs and 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 be so physical in the pocket and hand the ball off and he'd be a monster on play action. And by the end of Big Ben's career, he was spread him out wide, shotgun, and I can just pick you apart, pick you apart. So I want to see the evolution of Patrick Mahomes' career. Like that's really important for me, as far as then when I start to put the context of who, where is Patrick Mahomes rank? I'll end on this point. Um, he's really fun. He's really special. But I want to warn Chiefs fans. Right, we're in we're in the the Quincy Hannibal area. I I work on Kick FM during the weekdays. We carry the Chiefs all season long. This is a very big Chiefs area, right? You're listening here in the Missouri side of the river. I want to warn you. Just don't shoot the messenger. I'm just just telling you. This is the last one you're going to win where you're the likable, fun Chiefs. I'm just telling you. From here on out, you're entering into the Brady Patriots where it's like, oh, yeah from other fan bases we're going to start to get sick and tired of it they're get, it's been exciting it's been fun it's great to see patrick get number 2 all right now they are historically great kind of this unique dynasty and 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 now if they win again next year it's going to be all right well this is this is getting annoying yeah great yeah your smile and your your fun little voice that you got there patrick oh and kelsey and it's fun and he's hosting SNL. Okay, all right, okay. It's gonna start getting annoying to the NFL. I'm just letting you know. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you. Enjoy this one because it's the last one where people are really gonna root for you and be like, "Yay, you have Chiefs!" Like they're a fun story. And we like them. Andy Reid will soften it because Andy will never be thought of as Bill. Bill was so so cold and easy to the hate. Bill was a great Darth Vader, right? Like and and. And Patrick will never be Tom because Tom, the supermodel wife, the good looks, tall, very aggressive—you know, LFG—screaming on the sideline. But you're going to start losing the favorability, and that's and that's the price you pay for a dynasty and greatness. So I think Chiefs fans, you understand. Start to embrace it. All right, you're the best. No one's as good as you. Embrace it. You got. You have the current best player in the NFL. So embrace it and the best coach. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KMO and the KMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. When we come back, uh, we are going to switch gears off the NFL and get into our State of the Union for the National Basketball Association. It's on the mark A News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app.
1: Dell Technologies. simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel
0: safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community.
1: There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community.
0: Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by QNAS Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. When you stop by the dealership today, okay, and you're looking for your new news used vehicle, one of the things you got to ask them about is that no-fear lifetime powertrain warranty. This, just tell them, hey, 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 I know why I'm here. I want that no fear lifetime powertrain warranty. It is the it, it is what sets Kunis apart. Uh, their network of dealers, the incredible teams of salesmen that they have and, and women there. Um, just trust me when you when you're in the market for a new used vehicle and you and you make Kunis Honda Hyundai part of your search. You're going to be happy you did. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Uh, let's jump into it. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's Headlines on the Mark. Uh, as we broadcast here in our KHMO studio in Quincy, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Uh, follow the show on Facebook, on the Mark KHMO. Um The headline number two is the NBA State of the Union. So we are past the halfway point of the NBA season. Uh, teams have already played uh, almost, you know, 65 plus games. So you're getting down to the last 20 games. The NBA all-star break uh, comes at like just past the two-thirds mark of the season. And so the trade deadline all-star weekend is happening while football ends. And now it's a really solid spot of the calendar for the NBA to be in. You have this sprint, right, where people are getting into basketball anyways because March Madness is about to happen. The NBA now, for the next month and a half, has this absolute sprint to the finish line for positioning, for jockeying, for playoffs, uh, and, uh, and 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 there's so much to kind of unpack with the NBA. I, I, I can't get to it all today, so I just want to give you some of my thoughts. That's why I'm calling it my State of the Union. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to obviously talk a ton of NBA, um, but here's kind of how I feel. Let's start with the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference is as deep as it's ever been. Um, at the top, it's extremely good. Uh, the high, you have the Celtics and the Bucks at the top of the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Celtics at the break, All Star break, do have a half game lead over the Bucks for the number one overall seed. I don't think it matters too much for Milwaukee and for Boston, um, except for the fact that they want to end up one and two, or you know, uh, in that side because they, they do not want to have to battle each other until the conference finals. They are the two best teams in the East. If both teams are fully healthy and the, um uh and, you know, Middleton's been very day to day. He's been in and out. He hasn't really been hundred percent healthy for long stretches of the season. Giannis now nursing a nursing or wrist injury and Pat Connaughton missing some time as well. Both teams fully healthy. You know how I felt for the last two years, The Bucs, to me, and Giannis, Giannis is the best player in the NBA, in my opinion. He's the most dominant when he needs to be. And in the playoffs, when the courts shrink and you get to a half-court game and you have a player like Giannis, who is just unguardable in the paint and in the low block when he wants to be, uh, he he is the, the dominant force in the NBA. I think they would have beat the Celtics last year if Middleton played. Uh, but Milton's important enough, especially spacing the floor and shooting. And they were missing some other guys, some injuries. I think, th- I think the bucks are still my favorite in the East and still my favorite overall uh, in the season. I know, I know we'll get to the Phoenix suns here in a bit. So I think there's the, those are the two juggernauts, right? Of the Eastern conference in Boston and Milwaukee uh, as fans of the NBA. That's what you want to see in an Eastern conference finals, Milwaukee, Boston, again, the last two teams to represent the East, uh Boston was uh you know a game away from winning a, an NBA title last year. so th- this is a this is the matchup you want and the both teams are are relatively healthy should be healthy down the stretch and both teams made nice moves uh late to improve the roster, right So then you have the next the next tier is Philadelphia and Cleveland. Philly and Cleveland are absolutely both capable of upsetting a Boston or a Milwaukee. They both are because uh, they they both have the length, the size to deal with Boston, and they both have the one-on-one scoring and just uh, ability to score in bunches to go toe-to-toe with the scoring of Boston, right? And they have the size to deal with, the, to be a problem for Boston. Boston will struggle to handle the size of a Milwaukee, of a Philadelphia and of Cleveland. I actually think Cleveland letting Kevin Love go is a kind of a good thing. You don't have to worry about finding minutes for him at this point. Uh, he's a little bit of a defensive liability for a team that really needs stops, especially from their front court, to let their guard play shine. So Philly and Cleveland are absolutely capable of upsetting. I, I don't think Philly and Cleveland are, are capable of getting to an NBA finals. I think they're capable of both upsetting a team and getting to a conference finals, making it interesting. I don't see Philly or Cleveland being NBA finals teams. The rest of the Eastern conference, uh, I think, you know, obviously the, the nets are now going to be a a kind of a fun, interesting watch. Uh, You know, miles bridges is going to get the chance to shine. Uh, The Knicks are, uh, you know, up and down fun team, but but I think underperforming a little bit so far this year, the Heat, the Hawks, and the Bulls absolutely are all underperforming. There's no reason why the Heat, the Hawks, and the Bulls uh, should be the 7th, 8th, and 11th seeds. They should absolutely be battling up there with Brooklyn, with New York, uh, to, to be in, those, in that top five. And, and they're all underperforming. And the Bulls have been an absolute disaster. Uh, we move to the West now. The Western Conference, Nikola Jokic, I heard this the other day and I'm stealing it. I can't remember who I heard it from, but it's a brilliant point. Nikola Jokic is becoming Mike Trout. It's incredible. He is arguably the best player in the NBA. I still think it's Giannis, but I think he is, to me, the second best player in the world behind Giannis, second best player in the NBA, back-to-back MVP, and he is now averaging a triple-double carrying the Nuggets to the one seed in the West – They're the only team in the West that's separating. The Nuggets are 41-18. and They have a five-game lead on the Grizzlies for the two seed. Now listen to this. The Grizzlies are the two seed. They only have a five-game lead on the six seed. So there's as big of a gap between the one and two as there is the two and the six. It's crazy. The Nuggets are pulling away they're playing incredible team basketball led by Jokic. He absolutely you can make the argument is the MVP. I think if I think the way Giannis has been playing and dealing and carrying that Bucks team dealing with the injuries he's did, I I would give Giannis the MVP this year, actually. But um you can make the argument, Jokic with the averaging the triple double, second best player in the world, in my opinion, second best player in the NBA, and probably will win his third straight MVP if the season goes the way it is. He's Mike Trout. The, why why is he Mike Trout? Well, you all know as sports fans. The problem is he just hasn't broken through yet in the postseason. Uh, Jokic can do wonders to his legacy. And I mean he has right now in the world of sports the most to gain from a championship. Nikola Jokic. Right now in the active world of sports he has the most to gain from a championship. If he can lead the Nuggets to a finals and get a victory in the finals over a Boston or Milwaukee, he then vaunts, honestly, to the point where you could start making the the comparisons that he is absolutely a top-ten player in NBA history, like the way his career is going. And that's crazy. But he's got the hardware uh, as far as the individual accomplishments, and if he can get his team and lift them above a a Warriors dynasty – and then against a, a, a Bucks or a, a Celtics team that are no pushovers, um, it, Jokic has a ton to gain. He, he is right now though he's Mike Trout, um, Grizzlies and Kings. Listen, young teams—they're the second and third teams in the in the Western Conference. Young teams that play absolutely every single game like it's life or death because they're young and they're scrapping and they're clawing and they're trying to earn respect. And you got to love that. That usually doesn't translate though to a lot of playoff success. I think it would I'd be shocked if the Grizzlies lost in the first round. Um but and not not so much if the Clipper if the Kings did. And then you have the 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 next group of teams which is to me fascinating. They are the three teams that the Nuggets have to be the most scared about and they're the three teams that all have a ton to prove. Uh the Clippers, the Suns, and the Mavericks. Uh the Clippers obviously Kawhi and Paul George uh, this is now year what three of them four of them it, it, it's gotta finally come together with a Western Conference Finals appearance right right Kwai has still just been so inconsistent with his his playing time this year Paul George playing really really well uh and then obviously Dallas acquiring Kyrie Irving can Kyrie and Luca figure it out and make a run here in the uh, in the second half they're on a three game losing streak they won that first game with Kyrie and now they're now they're um you know, losing losing three in a row, so they're, they're kind of falling off here. Can they get Luca healthy? Can they pair him with Kyrie and make up make some sort of run to keep Luca happy? Because Luca is the guy everyone wants to say is the best player in the NBA, but I'm sorry, it just doesn't translate. He's not consistently healthy enough. His body um, of work so far has been a lot of uh, extreme peaks. But very inconsistent. Unlike Jokic, unlike Giannis, who I think are both better players than Luka right now, absolutely. Um, and then the Phoenix Suns. Let's talk, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Right now, they're not my pick, but they absolutely have to be the betting favorite to win the NBA title. And Kevin Durant. Besides, you know, I just spent a lot of time saying Jokic has the most to gain, and he does. But Kevin Durant is a very close second for what his legacy and he can gain from this. If Kevin Durant can prove that, listen, this was all Kyrie's fault and the reason it didn't work in um, in Brooklyn was just because uh, I picked the wrong guys to lead and to run with, well, then absolutely Kevin Durant can go to Phoenix and if they win a title and they, they carve through the West, he comes out healthy, him, Booker, Chris Paul, Ayton. Uh, what, a, what a starting five that is. And if they can just stay healthy and and shoot their way and score their way in bunches to an NBA title, Kevin Durant, to me, automatically becomes um, the greatest weapon in NBA history, right? Because when you add Kevin Durant to a already great Warriors team and an already very good Phoenix Suns team, they become... Instant title winners and in like dominant forces because Kevin Durant is the greatest weapon in NBA history. He's not the greatest teammate. He's an odd leader. He's not a great leader. He's an overall very good player, great player, but not an all time great player. But what he is, is he's the best just single handed weapon when you get him right and you work him right and you, you know, because a great weapon in the hands of someone who doesn't know how to use it is ineffective, right? You ask any military general, you like, I have this great uh, missile defense thing. It's amazing. But if they don't know how to use it and they're just kind of a, a you know, oh, I guess we'll just uh, put it on that mountaintop over there and hope it hope it leads us. It's like, well, you got to know how to use it. A great weapon is only a great weapon in the hands of someone who knows how to use it. And the, the Warriors knew how to use it. Can the Suns figure out, and Kevin Durant be a part of figuring out how to use him as a weapon in Phoenix? And and I think he has the chance to become the NBA's all-time great weapon. Uh, and that's uh, certainly not a bad place for Kevin Durant to be in his career. Uh, and then finally, in the in the West, I do want to talk about the new look Lakers really quickly. Um, the Lakers quietly, maybe not quietly, because everyone talks about the Lakers, but... um really, really efficiently and smartly, and I think slightly under the radar, completely um, reshape their roster to be something that can be an absolute thorn in the side of a favorite in the first round of a playoff. And, And possibly, if AD is healthy, and that's the biggest if in the history of sports, they could absolutely pull off an upset in round one. And if LeBron is able to do that in year 20 and play really well and you know, upset a a Memphis or a Kings in round one, Uh, if they're able to vaunt themselves into that, you know, uh, conversation, they're only three games back of the seven seed right now. And they're able to get into that realm. And they're only, you know, that means they're only uh, three and a half games back of the six seed. If they're able to do that, uh, I think this is great. They have a real bench. Now Schroeder, Mo Bamba, Ruri Hachimura off the bench, that's exactly what LeBron James is. I've been saying it for the last three years. LeBron doesn't need AD. He doesn't need uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. He doesn't need Chris Paul. What he needs is a bunch of young athletic. He needs like what Spida Mitchell, Mitchell has in Cleveland. He needs a bunch of young dudes who can run, shoot, and play defense and actually work and hustle because he can't work and hustle. He's too old. He can score in bunches and he can give you spurts of absolute greatness. There are spurts where LeBron is still the best player in, in the world. It's just not consistent enough. So he needs guys like this. Now, when you add uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell with Anthony Davis to a starting lineup with LeBron, all of a sudden that's a that's a team that you do not want to face in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. You just don't. And I think that's a it sets them up to get better next year for the Lakers to be even more competitive in year 21 with LeBron. And I and I, I, think that's good for the NBA. LeBron being in the mix, like Tom Brady in his final year, was in the mix, made the playoffs. I think it helps his legacy, unlike it's hurting Aaron Rodgers' legacy as the last couple of years just falling off and missing the playoffs. Uh, and, I, and I think it um, adds to the greatness that it is LeBron. All right, so that's my State of the Union, all right? That's my kind of quick... Whew, The last thing I'll say on the NBA before we go to break: the All Star Game festivities last night, tonight, and tomorrow are in Salt Lake City, in Utah. Is it shocking that there are guys who are passing on All Star Weekend? Giannis uh, the wrist, Joel uh, the ankle, LeBron uh, the ankle. Missing an all-star weekend. Look, Katie, I'm out. I'm injured. Can't, can't make it. These guys don't want to go to Salt Lake City. I'm sorry, Salt Lake City. I had to say it. They don't want to go to Salt Lake City. They would rather take the week off and go to Atlanta, go to Miami, go to L.A., chill with their families at home. These guys don't want to go to Salt Lake City. And that whole uh, the NBA is reworking uh, the all star game draft, so there's not a last pick, and that's just pathetic. That just goes to show you how pathetic the NBA all star psyche is. Like, that's just pathetic. If there's if you want to know why pe- hard working blue collar people of the United States don't love the NBA as much as they should because it's so much fun to watch, it's because of stuff like that. They see headlines like that. And it's like, yeah, I'm no desire, no desire. So the NBA's got to figure that out. Be a little tougher, a little tougher. Now listen on the mark, News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, a uh, quick NFL uh, cleanup, and then we will jump in to the final quick hitter stories of the show. On the mark, News Talk 1070, KHMO.
1: The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities
0: New theology forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Cloudy skies expected today with highs around 53. Winds out of the southwest, 10 to 15 miles per hour. Overcast tonight, chance for scattered rain showers, lows around 37. High of 56 tomorrow. Clear skies, right now 37. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO the KHMO app, brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. It's the selection of vehicles that sets Cunis Honda, Hyundai apart. And, no, you may be listening there right now and saying, well, Mark, listen, i got to be honest. I'm not a Honda or a Hyundai guy. Don't worry about that. I got my truck from Cunis. It's not a Honda or Hyundai. From one of their other dealers. So they will find you the vehicle you want. They will bring it down to Cunis Honda, Hyundai here in Quincy and then make the deal from there. Uh, it's incredible what they can do. The network of dealers across the Midwest – uh, means they have everything you're looking for. Stop by 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell Mark sent ya. All right. Um, some NFL cleanup here. The Commanders hire uh, Eric Bieniemy as a assistant head coach and offensive coordinator. So, um, so many people want to make the Eric Bieniemy thing about race, and and, and you know what? I am not in the meetings. I don't see Eric. I don't, I've never heard Eric Biennemi's pitch to teams. I do think there is something to say about the fact that it's still such a lack of African American head coaches in the NFL, but I'll just say this about Eric Biennemi. I, he must be a heck of a competitor to want to leave Kansas city. I think Eric Bieniemy is was absolutely guaranteed the head coach in waiting for the Kansas City Chiefs as long as he was there as long as he was there uh and maybe Eric Bieniemy knows something that we don't that Big Red that Andy Reid has got 5 more years in him and if that's the case I can see how Eric Bieniemy goes I I just I want my opportunity I want my chance Washington's going to give him his chance Eric Bieniemy will always have a job in the NFL, and I think he knows that as well. He's too smart not to. So even if it doesn't go well in Washington, I don't think you're necessarily going to blame Eric Bieniemy. But if Eric Bieniemy could show up at Washington, and he can elevate Sam Howell, that offense can start looking unique, different, score a bunch of points, right? And and be there. Well, then, then then I will be absolutely shocked and bamboozled. If he doesn't get a head coaching opportunity, unless maybe he's just not a good interview, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to immediately jump into it's race and there's racism in the NFL. We know. Let's not be stupid. Let's call a spade a spade. We know there's racism in the world everywhere. So it's silly for me to sit here and say there's no racism in the NFL and all all these NFL owners are not racist. I mean, I, I, come on. Let's call a spade a spade. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and do that. I don't know. I don't know the case with Eric Bieniemy. I do know he is now giving himself the best chance to prove that he is not just Andy Reid's puppet and does what Andy Reid says, that he is capable of building an offense on his own and 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 showing that to the NFL. And I'm not shocked if a lot of NFL Co uh GMs and and owners are saying, like, how do I trust that Biennemi's not just, you know, next to Andy Reid and that's why the Chiefs are so good. He's got Patrick Holmes and Andy Reed. Well, he is going to the worst situation possible. A historically bad offensive franchise with a unproven second year quarterback. So he's gonna have his chance to prove he's an offensive guy. Finally, uh the Colts hire Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. Um Listen, the Colts going offense, I think it makes sense. They're going to be able to pair their new offensive coach with a new offensive with a young rookie quarterback. If I'm the Colts, I'd get aggressive in calling the Bears. I would want Stain, uh, Shane Steichen to have his choice. Whether he wants Levis Stroud or Young, I would want him to have his choice. Get aggressive in calling the Bears. I think that move is a good move for the Bears and they're trying to trade out of the number 1 pick. The Cardinals hire defensive coordinator from the Eagles, um uh, Jonathan Gannon. I think they had to go someone uh that's a little more defense to have like a strong culture. I think it's a mistake. Listen, I don't I'm I'll just put it this way. I'm not high in the Cardinals the next couple of years. Just I'm just that's my thoughts on it. I'm just putting that out there. Maybe Kyler Murray will work hard and prove me wrong. Finally, Derek Carr, he is officially free. If I'm Derek Carr, I absolutely Want to get to the NFC South, and I want to get to the team in the NFC South that I think gives me the best chance to win immediately. I would look hard at the Carolina Panthers. I would go Panthers one. I would go Falcons two over the Saints and the Bucks, yes, because they both have offensive coaches and they both have weapons. And they're young, up-and-coming teams. The the Saints and the Bucks still feel like they're holding on to expectations. I don't want that. I want fresh start, young, new head coach in Carolina. Carolina, to me, if I'm Derek Carr, absolutely is choice number one. Final break. When we come back, a couple quick hitter topics to wrap up the show, including the MLB rule changes. Live and local, it's on the mark on News Talk 1070, KHMO. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of KHMO. Well, welcome on back to On The Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to ask them about that lifetime powertrain warranty on the new and certain used vehicles. Uh, it is what makes Cunis so unique from anything else here in the Tri-States. Tell them Mark sent you when you stop by the dealership. All right. A couple quick hitters. Really quickly, the XFL season kicks off today. Games today and tomorrow. Um... I don't know if I'm going to watch. I might try to catch a little if I can. Go Battle Hawks. I'm a St. Louis Battle Hawks fan. A.J. McCarron. Um, You know, the XFL is in it. I think these spring leagues are important. I do think the NFL having some kind of minor league systems to steal things from, to to learn things from, is a good thing. Go Battle Hawks. Um, Also, the Daytona 500 tomorrow, definitely going to try to watch that. You know me, it's a little bit of NASCAR season, um, especially early on. The Daytona 500 is a spectacle. It is incredible. Uh, Keselowski year two in the number six. Uh, I've, I'm i I'm hoping for much better results than year one, uh, but the Hendricks guys are still dominating the sport right now. Uh, final year for Kevin Harvick. So that's going to be a big, fun storyline to watch throughout the year. Um, also, the NBA announced their Hall of Fame finalists for 2023. And I think this this class is uh, spectacular. Popovich, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowinski, and Pau Gasol. All should be automatic. First ballot. First timers. And I would also include Tony Parker's on there for another round. I would get Tony Parker in. And Becky Hammond. She absolutely deserves to be in. She is integral part to the history of basketball and she is uh very capable and quite possibly will be the first ever female NBA head coach she gets the chance and I think it, it could be sooner than later I would put Popovich Dwayne Wade Dirk Nowitzki Paul Gasol Tony Parker and Becky Hammond all in it's an all star class for the NBA they should be really pumped about it finally the MLB has announced new rules for the season and they expect, they say what to expect? Quicker games, fewer strikeouts, more stolen bases. Uh, not great. I don't love it. I you don't I'm spending how much money to take my family to a game. I don't want the game to be quicker. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I want the game to not go eighteen innings, and I want there to be action. But I don't want the game to be quicker. I don't want to I don't want to drive two hours to St. Louis with my family to go watch Cubs cards, spend $200 on tickets, $50 bucks on parking, and then another $100 on beers and snacks and souvenirs for the kids and make a $500 day trip for the game to be two hours and 10 minutes. No, 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 no. I don't want quicker games. I want more action during the games. Don't sell me on quicker games. I think that's a nightmare branding issue for the MLB, uh, first off. Uh, so what are the new rules? Well, the pitch timer. I don't love that the pitch timer has two two different times to remember. If you're going to add a pitch timer, just give me one time. 15 seconds when the bases are empty. 20 seconds when there's a runner on. Ugh, good luck remembering that. Shift restrictions. I do like this because this adds to the action. Two players on each side of second base in the infield. I like that. I'm pro that. And all players have to have feet in the dirt at the time of the pitch. I like all of that. I really do. That's good. And then the bigger bases. I think that's kind of cheesy corny. I'm not really pro the bigger bases. They say it's safer from 15 inches to 18 inches. We'll see. Uh, We'll see. Spring training starts in earnest in the next couple weeks. All right. Thanks for tuning back. It was great to be live again. Shout out to everyone for following along. See you next week. Did you know that the